we know how important it is to have a niche for business growth and using your content pillars to convey what you know and what your field is can be very beneficial. You are listening to Hustle With Heart with your hosts, Dr. Andy and Dr. Jacinta. Are you a small business owner with big goals, but not into selling your soul, freedom and joy in exchange for success? If yes, you're in the right place. Stick with us and we will teach you the exact strategies and tools we have used to successfully blend our work and family life with ease, all while growing an aligned seven-figure business and helping transform over 5,000 clients' lives. Welcome to our inner circle, where nothing is off limits. It is time to align your business and heart. Let's dive in. Welcome to episode 15 of the Hustle With Heart podcast, how to find your content pillars. In today's episode, we will be covering what a content pillar is and why it is so important for your business, how to choose your content pillars effectively with ease, how to use your content pillars to support your customers and build your content strategy, two content pillars we believe every business should have. But before we start, do you follow us on Instagram yet? We share lots of valuable content to help you up-level in life and business every week. Search our handle at Hustle With Heart Podcast. Today we're talking all about content, content strategy, content pillars in particular. And this is a real juicy topic. And I think one that you're going to find super valuable because I know that you are all time poor and that probably the last thing you feel like doing on a daily basis is think about what to post on social media. It can be super time consuming. 110% it is not one of my favorite things at all. No, absolutely not. And we have gone through this process. We, We have, I think, between us like six or seven Instagram accounts. And so we figured out a way, guys, to make this way easier. And that is by coming up with your content pillars and then batching them so that you're not having to think about the inspiration on the spot. So you know exactly what you're going to post, exactly what your brand stands for, and exactly the information that you want to share with your customers to add so much value to their lives. So what is a content pillar, you may ask? Well, It's about three to five topics that your brand consistently discusses on social media. They're also called your content categories or your content buckets. And essentially, they are categories of content that represent your brand and provides that value. Now, it is very important because what it does is it helps you clarify what your niche is. It helps people really understand where you sit in the market and it positions you as the expert in your market. So essentially that helps you grow. We know how important it is to have a niche for business growth and using your content pillars to convey what you know and what your field is can be very beneficial. So Jay, you mentioned that the content pillars Uh, for social media. Can you use them in any other way? That's a great question, Andy. I'm glad you asked it. Absolutely. Yes. It is basically 
any way that you share content. So I use the example of social media because I feel like that's the easiest way for people to share content. But this can be emails, it can be YouTube, it can be video, vlogs, reels, anything really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just the way that you share information across whatever category that that is for you. This reminds me of um, Jenna Kutcher. I, I love Jenna Kutcher. She's the best. Everyone, she is Jenna amazing. Kutcher has a podcast called The Gold Digger Podcast, which I love. She's my idol. Yeah, yeah. Jay has a massive girl crush on her. too. So she like has, you know, family, like as, as one of her content pillars, she's got five. And I think that, you know, getting back to um, what we said in like showing up on Instagram stories, your listeners, your community, they don't just care about your product. They they want to know about you. And so actually having in your content pillars um, a little bit about what you're passionate about and you're interested in, et cetera, um, I think that that will really help to, um, yeah, help them connect with with you. Absolutely. It helps you build that rapport because people essentially buy from people. Now, so when we're talking about your content pillars, it really does make your planning so much easier. So rather than scrambling to get that last minute post down, you can use them to build out your content for the months and essentially the whole year. I think we mentioned on another episode that we actually have created all of our episodes for the next, you know, six months or so for this podcast. And we have used our pillars to be able to systematically do that. What it also does is it allows you to minimize those pure sales posts, which if you're someone who only shares content when there's something that you're asking from your audience, so say for example, there's a sale going on in your business or you're launching a product or there's a new program coming out or you need customers and you're just posting, hey, I have an appointment available or hey, I've got this thing for sale. You are quickly going to lose your customers because they're being sold to 24-7, seven days a week. But by having these pillars fleshed out, then you move more towards that three to one ratio, which is where you share around three pieces of valuable content to every one sales piece. So three gives to one ask is the recipe I believe um, can work really, really well for people. Mm. Wouldn't that be great in every relationship? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with your partner. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Give it all to me. It reminds me also of the an analogy. I think we both, both were at the same seminar when we learned this, Auntie the push-pull analogy. So imagine that you're standing face-to-face with someone and they grab your hand and they pull you towards them. Naturally, you're going to try and pull back away so that you don't fall into them. It's the same when it comes to what you share on socials with your content. If you're continually trying to pull someone towards you, trying to ask for something from them, they're going to be repelled from you, which is not what you want when number one, you're trying to make profit in your business, but also you're trying to build relationships with people. And, you're, and because you're listening to this podcast, we know that you actually care about your customers. You care about their well-being and giving them lots of value. 
um, that's not the way to do it by continuously trying to sell to them. Mm. And also like you, you're wanting to, to magnetize and attract them, not, not repulse them. Um. <laughs> no one wants repulsed customers. That's for sure. And ideally it allows you to sit and forget, which means more time, more freedom and more time and more space to do the things that you enjoy rather than continuously being strapped to your desk, which is what we all want essentially. Yeah. And, you know, one of the reasons why, yeah, the inspiration behind this podcast, um, because we do not believe and we are shining examples that you can be successful and, you know, enjoy your life and yeah, not have to be a slave and a taskmaster. Exactly. Now you might be a little confused about what a content pillar is still. So I'm going to give you some examples here. Let's firstly use, um, say if you're a doula or a birth support person, your pillars may be number one, self-care during pregnancy, birth mindset for the mother, education regarding the birth system and what it might look like for you and then yoga for pregnancy another one so if you're an inclusive fashion boutique you might have a content pillar that's styling tips to elevate your look and another one might be body positivity our favorite stylist Courtney Mills I give her a plug she also has I don't know if this is one of her content pillars however she does it so well like she'll actually advertise when she finds an amazing product, like, you know, these amazing, you know, feeling jeans from Zara or or whatever. Like, so you want to, you want to follow her because then you get all these hot tips on great items to, to purchase. But that's exactly the point because the fact that you have noticed that is the reason why a content pillar is so important because even if Courtney, not sure, maybe you can let us know, is that one of your content pillars? Because naturally it's what she's doing, right? So essentially it is a content pillar whether or not she has uh, purposefully done that or not. But now we know that that's the person that we go to if we want to get inspiration for awesome items at your local shop, essentially. So Courtney, DMS, your content pillars, I'm sure that you have them. I'm sure that you do. So let's now get into how to choose your specific content pillars for your business. Now, the first step that I would recommend here is to get some feelers out as to what your audience actually wants. So survey them. And a great place to do that is obviously on social media. You might ask questions on your social media like, what do you want to hear more from me? Um, What do you find valuable? Or even in your Instagram stories, there's those polls that you can do, the this or that. Do you want to hear this or do you want to hear that? And people can actually choose what they're wanting from you. But also that face-to-face conversation is really valuable as well. So if you have your customer or client right in front of you, you might ask them the question, what would you like to know more from me? What would help you at home um, that I could share? And if you don't have such a big social media presence, then potentially adding in those questions, like what would you love to hear about, et cetera, um, on your intake form. So that paperwork when you're onboarding a, a new client. 
The second point here and the second step is to do a big brain dump, which is one of our favorite exercises to do for a lot of things. But essentially you want a big bit of paper and some and a pen and some highlighters here. Specifically, we like colored gel pens. <laughs> Our last brainstorming session. Was in colour gel pens, except we couldn't yeah. really read it after. We took a photo and I was like, I can't read the pink or the blue, but, but it looks pretty. pretty. <laughs> yeah. So you want to write everything down on that piece of paper. Just completely empty your brain about all the things that you possibly could talk about. And don't vet it here. Like, don't analyze what you're writing, just whatever it might be. It may not even be something that you think your audience would like. It may not even be something that you feel like you want to share or that you have the a full breadth of knowledge on. Just get everything down on the piece of paper first. For example, when we did this for open space, we had everything from rehabilitation exercises to tantra. And conscious communication and the rest of it. The rest like, of it. It yeah, was so, so much, much stuff. breath. <laughs> so much breath. Step three here is now to do the cull. So cross off everything that doesn't feel easeful. Now, remember, you are the driver of your business. It doesn't, even if, even if we had a client or a customer saying, I really want you to talk about this. If it's not something that lights us up and that we feel passionate about, we won't share it. Well, think about having to write hundreds and thousands worth of posts and, and content about that topic. It's going to be like pulling teeth um, and that is going to zap your energy and take away from the rest of your business. So why the hell would you do that? Exactly. Really lean into the things that feel good because that's when you're going to have that stickability when it comes to that day in, day out um, production of content, so to speak. And people can feel your inspiration and your passion when you're talking about something. And they're going to be magnetic to that if it's something that you actually enjoy talking about and enjoy sharing. Once you have done that cull, it's now time to flesh out some categories here. So now get your highlighters and color all the items that have the same sort of flavor. So for example, when we did this for open space, we had uh, bits of information like low back exercises for a herniated disc, neck stretches for a headache, self-massage for a jaw release. They have a very similar flavor and they're very different to other pieces of content that we wrote down, like a breathing technique for a calm mind, a five-minute meditation to reduce stress, for example. So when you have those um, everyone that has the same flavor or the same sort of topic or feel, they get that specific color. What we ended up coming up with for open space is back pain relief, neck pain relief, mindset, detoxification, pregnancy and birth and holistic health as an example. And now that you have all of these categories, it's now time to choose the ones that you want to lean into and choose which pillars are for you and what you want your brand to stand for. Remember, it's okay to have a few, but make sure that they're valuable to your niche and also on brand. So for example, if you are a fashion designer and you like to share information about how to you know, shop on a budget and be accessible to the everyday woman, 
but you're talking about topics that are about more luxury brands and the unobtainable. Can you see how that wouldn't really be on brand? So although you may be able to talk about that topic and have knowledge on it, it's not going to serve your customer. So make sure you always have your customer in mind as to what's going to be really good for them. And again, when you have an idea of maybe what these pillars may be, then it's a good idea to survey again, to ask again your audience, is this good? Would you like this? Yes or no? Some extra pillars that I would recommend that all of you have is one, a behind the scenes pillar. So Andy touched on this before about um, one of the ladies that we follow that has a pillar for family. So this is more like personality based. It's the fun happenings. It's the day in the life because your customer wants to see your face and they want to connect with you and your brand. Another one would be to share social proof. So this could be a testimonial, a quote that a customer or client said, uh, a review, a Google review. And this is what I would say is more like a soft sell. And then the third would be the actual sales offerings, discounts and launches. So Yes, I mentioned the three to one ratio, but yes, still share when there is those discounts or sales or that ask piece, because when you have warmed up your customer enough, they are itching at the bit to then get something from you. They want to know what's happening. And that three to one ratio doesn't actually apply if you are in a launch. So what I mean by that is say if you have created a brand new program or a new fashion label, whatever it might be, if you have done the groundwork with providing lots of value in the lead up, then when it comes to your launches, it's much more forgivable to be posting every day about, you know, the product itself. Mm, yep. And it's very important as well because you've spent all of this time creating something amazing. You want to get it out there. And um, as we know, people need to see things multiple times in order to actually act on them. So yeah, you've done the groundwork, you've given heaps of value. So when you are in launch phase, then that's absolutely fine. You are forgiven. You can do the sell, sell, sell. Now for some bonus tips here. Now, when you're choosing your content pillars, make sure you choose something that, yes, it is niche, but that it has lots of breadth and depth to that niche. So for example, if you have noticed that one of your pillars is a body positivity, yes, that is niche. You can see that there's a particular type of person that would be attracted to that, but you could literally write thousands of pieces of content about body positivity. So you need it to still be meaty enough to be able to produce all of that content as well. And there is a tip that I actually heard from Ellie Swift about how to get this inspiration, how to um, find those hundreds of pieces of content that you can speak into day in and day out. And that is to actually build a content bank. So the way that um, we have done this in the past is set aside a couple of hours when, once you know what your content pillar is, it makes it a lot easier. You can go to accounts that you feel are similar. They might have a similar target audience. And then you can use what their 
uh, say a post that they have created or a piece of content that they can created have created as your inspiration. Now, note I said inspiration, not imitation. It is simply just an ideas-based exercise, um, not something to copy. But when you do this, you may like to, you know, screenshot or save that post or that piece of information. And there is an app on your phone called Evernote, which you can add a whole bunch of screenshots to. Even on Instagram, you can save it into a saved file. So you might even like to, when you know what your content pillars are, create files for each. And then every time you see a piece of information that relates to that particular content pillar, you can file it away there. And even in your day-to-day, there's things that come up all the time, which you think, oh, I could share that. Um, And that can be something that I share in my next post or my next podcast or my next email. So just write it down in your content bank and you can use that to build out your content calendar in the future. I I personally have an iPhone and in that in that notes application, I've got, yeah, Andy's inspiration, Andy's instant inspiration. And yeah, it's pretty long. Now, but every time that I listen to a podcast or something, um, yeah, that's inspiring to me, I'll just quickly jot it down with um, the reference as well, so that it jogs my memory, and I, yeah, I can use that at a later date. Now for today's takeaways: Your content pillars should represent your brand and add lots of value to your audience. Cycle through your content pillars for easy planning strategy and use a three-to-one value-to-sales post ratio. Survey your clients to find what they find valuable. However, lean into content topics that make you feel inspired and easeful. And build your content bank and save it to your phone by taking inspiration from your experience and those around you. In our next episode, we will be teaching you how to recruit your next team member for life by sharing with you our personal recruitment process. But before you go, remember to share with us what you loved about this episode in our Instagram DMs at Hustle With Heart Podcast.